Sports. Sports Daily is on KFH. Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Just place a single first touchdown score prop bet on any Monday or Thursday pro football game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log into your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any Monday or Thursday pro football game. And if your bet misses, you'll get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Kansas only. New and existing customer offer. For all promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements, rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. All right, here we go, Thursday Night Football. Uh, You get one really good team and one pretty bad team, right? Philadelphia at Houston. Same matchup we have in the World Series, oddly enough. But, you know, this is an interesting one, I think, Tommy, because it's, you know, from betting, in the betting world. You taking a 13-and-a-half point favorite on the road in a game like this in the NFL? That's the elephant in the room. Uh, BetQL, our friends, our partners with Odyssey, who we've worked with a little bit in the past, they like the Eagles to cover as one of their four-star bets. That's a pretty high. Five-star is the highest, but four-star is still pretty high. I think Philadelphia can cover. That's a lot of points on the road. I don't know, man. What do you think? What's your gut? I mean, I think we all would predict a Philadelphia win here, but but how do you see this game on a Thursday night? Yeah, the question becomes, we know it's a mismatch, but how big of a mismatch is it? Um, and is it uh, a 14-point or more mismatch? Um, that's the question. Can the, can the Eagles win by two touchdowns? I think the answer is yes. Absolutely, they can. Will they win by two touchdowns in prime time? Uh, that's an even bigger question. And, you know, of course, anytime you get into multiple touchdown spreads, um, that makes it really difficult to want to jump in and bet that. But that being said, I don't disagree with the logic from BetQL in saying that they think that uh, the Eagles can cover, or will cover tonight. Um, so I, I don't think I'm going to actually bet that portion of the game. Um, but if I had to, I, I, I think that I probably would put money on the Eagles to cover. Yeah, if I had to, I would do the same. I like that more than I like the over-under. If I had to take that choice, I'd probably take the under because I just don't know how Houston's going to score much. So even if Philadelphia's offense has its way, you know, it's still hard to imagine. <laughs> it's still hard to imagine Houston getting more than two touchdowns here, right? Um, so 45 and a half seems moderately high to me. But I, yeah, if I had to make a traditional bet, I the the promotion that I just talked about as we came back in has been one of my favorite all year on the first touchdown score insurance up to 25. I'm looking at it. You know, Jalen Hurts is the odds on favorite. Certainly like his chances. A.J. Brown has the same odds at plus 550. He had three touchdowns last week. Um, tight ends are always interesting. Goddard is plus 900. If you take a Houston Texan, you almost have to take Damian Pierce. He's at plus 900. I thought about maybe the Philly defense at plus 2,000. But I think I'm going to keep this one simple and just go with Miles Sanders. Houston has one of the worst 
rush defenses like ever. And Miles Sanders has been pretty good this year. It's plus 650, so that's not bad. I think I'm just going to go with Miles Sanders on that first touchdown and, and keep it simple this week. This is absolutely a game that we're going to see both running attacks probably have a, a significant amount of success. The Texans aren't terrible in pass defense. In fact, they've been fairly respectable uh, with their secondary this year, but they are near the bottom, if not at the bottom, uh, in the NFL in, in stopping the run. And so you've got Miles Sanders with an opportunity, and you've got Jalen Hurts with an opportunity with his legs to be able to beat the Texans. So I would take a look at that for sure. Any kind of player props that, that you can see with, whether it's Miles Sanders uh, or Jalen Hurts running the football for rushing yards or for touchdowns, that's probably going to be my play. Then on the other side of the ball, Really, I think the only opportunity that Houston has offensively is with Damian Pierce. Davis Mills is not going to give you a whole lot. Um, I don't think, and this has really been fascinating, separate from the game itself. I don't know if you followed the drama with Brandon Cooks in Houston. Um, he is not a happy camper. He does not like being there right now. He How wanted many to be traded. Teams is that guy going to be playing for? I mean, Man, he, he asked to be traded. Uh, they've not played him. He's been out for the last couple of games. Um, due to personal reasons, quote unquote, uh, he wants out of Houston. So that's been dramatic also, but I don't see any way that the Texans can move the ball through the air. It's going to have to fully rely on Damian Pierce to be able to generate any offense. So I see both uh, rushing attacks being kind of where I'm going to attack this game from a betting perspective. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's going to be on the ground. But man, Philadelphia just torched torched Pittsburgh through the air last week. But, yeah, I mean, when you see what Houston has done this year against the run, how do you not expect Philly to just run all over them? That's another reason I kind of like the under, by the way. Maybe the clock moves a little bit quickly. I don't know. We'll see. It's it's a game that's not terribly exciting. And I would say it's exciting because for a lot of us, it's our first chance to really see Philadelphia Right, we see them on red zone or however you watch them, but just sort of to lock into them. They've got a win and a big win over Minnesota. They beat Dallas when Dallas didn't have Dak Prescott. They got a win in Arizona, but they have not played just a monster schedule at this point. The Minnesota win to me is still the most impressive, even though it came at home. Um, we're not going to get that chance either for a little while. They get Houston and Washington and Indianapolis and Green Bay. Then they get Tennessee and at New York for, for the Giants. They just don't play a lot of tough games this year. I mean, Philadelphia ought to have a relatively easy road to hosting throughout the NFC playoffs. And so when we see these kinds of games and they'll likely win by a big margin and all of those things, I don't know what to make of that with Philadelphia because, great, you Beat up on the Texans. Who cares, right? Like I, I just they're going to be hard to evaluate all year. Yeah, it's really going to be interesting considering what their schedule has looked like looked like in the regular season. How they're able to handle much tougher competition when they make it to the playoffs, um, and and I think that especially when you look at what is happening in their division, um, I think the Giants, while they have a disadvantage talent wise uh they have they've got their best coach that they've had probably since Tom Coughlin 
um, in Brian Dable. And so there's an advantage there coaching wise uh, with Brian Dable that I think that may that elevate the Giants a little bit in that division. And then let's not forget about the Cowboys. Um, and well, no, not, that ceiling. Yeah, got, that, now that they got to go is, to Dallas with Dak. Right. That's a big game, but it's like one of two the rest of the way. Depending on what we see out of Tennessee, we'll find out when they play the Chiefs this week. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. And so I think that they've got that opportunity there, you know, in that division um, where, you know, it's not a cupcake schedule the rest of the way, all the way. They've got some some I I would say decently tough opponents within their division uh, with Dallas and even with the Giants still left. And so, um, you know, it's there. They'll be tested, but I don't think that they will be tested as much as they will need to be, I feel like, to make a deep playoff run. I, I, I'm i not convinced yet that Philadelphia, while they may be a playoff team, I'm not convinced right this second that they're a Super Bowl caliber team, except for the fact that the NFC behind them is kind of a jumbled mess. It is. Um, it is. But they're going to have home field. They're going to have, I, I just, yeah. I don't see another path. They're going to have home field based on the schedule that they play. They have the win against Minnesota. I, that's why, like, for the NFC, let me ask you this question. On neutral fields here, we're just going to consider these games being at neutral fields. San Francisco healthy or Philadelphia? Who are you taking? Man, with all of the weapons that San Francisco has stockpiled this year and acquired, you know, and, and you've got – that X factor of Christian McCaffrey coming in. Um, I just wonder, my only question with the 49ers is, can they consistently put it all together? And can these weapons stay on the field consistently? Debo Samuel is out right now and, you know, maybe out for a little bit. Um, we, we know what CMC, uh, his, his history of injuries. Um, so will they be able to remain healthy? Uh, and can they consistently live up to the expectations and the hype? Uh, the fact when they acquired McCaffrey and brought him in, um, they significantly raised their ceiling, regardless if it's Jimmy Garoppolo or not at quarterback. Um, I would say if they can keep it all together, yeah, I would probably take San Francisco as a more talented overall team than Philadelphia. See, I, and that's I asked you that for a reason because I love San Francisco if they get healthy too. But the reality is San Francisco lost at Chicago, lost at Denver, got smoked by the Chiefs, and lost at Atlanta. I don't know how we can reasonably compare them to Philadelphia right now. And, you know, that's it, they're the perfect example Did you example see the way they of, played against the Rams last week, though? I did. I did. I've also seen the Rams play a lot of games. They don't look very good this year. It's not that it's because, again, I, I like San Francisco, too. I'm just trying to prevent myself from talking myself out of Philadelphia based on the fact that they've played a week schedule because they've dominated their week schedule. When every other team in the NFC, like we're trying to make a case for 4-4 four and four San Francisco who has losses to Chicago, Denver, and Atlanta this year. I mean, that's... We're taking that, and, and some of that didn't come when they had... The Atlanta game came with all the injuries, the Chiefs to some degree... They still lost to Denver and Chicago early in the year. And <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, I, you know, so I don't, I don't know. Now they were trying to play with Trey Lance, and now Jimmy G, I think, does make them better, and they've added. I just, 
I think we can we're and this is gonna happen, and this is why I bring all this up. We're going to continue probably to underrate Philadelphia all year long because they have played some bad teams. San Francisco's lost to some bad teams. Philadelphia has dominated bad teams. So if San Francisco's the next best, maybe they are, maybe they aren't. Maybe it's the Cowboys who Philadelphia beat, but you know, Cooper Rush played that game. So I just in the NFC where it is been so uncertain. By the way, I still like the Vikings. I know you do too. Um, Philadelphia beat the Vikings. I it's just I think we're going to continue to underrate Philadelphia. And it's not saying anything other than it's just this weird year where that's going to keep happening. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, and also keep in mind in that NFC West division, yeah, the, the 49ers, their resume so far is not uh, not mm-hmm. super impressive at 4-4. Four and four. Injuries, they didn't have McCaffrey. I get all that. Their talent uh, and that acquisition raises their ceiling. They've got that opportunity to turn that around and move forward. But keep in mind, they're not even in first place in their division right now. The Seattle Seahawks are. Um, yeah. I don't I don't know if Seattle's for real for a long term. I think they like, are. I think like they a are. Deep playoff run kind of thing. This, they're, they're for real in the sense that they're way better than we thought they would be. Way sure. better. And Geno seems to be just a perfect fit for what they're doing at the moment. I don't see some spiral out of control lose nine straight games for Seattle. Are they better than San Francisco for real? No, I don't think so. But are they for real in the sense that they're going to be a pesky team to overcome in the division? Probably. And who knows if the Rams can ever get turned around. They've got such bad offensive line problems. I think that's kind of hard to predict. Um, Philadelphia just has a good track to, to host it out. The Vikings are going to be in play, but they got a tiebreaker there. The Cowboys are going to be in play. We don't know if they'll have a tiebreaker there. Tampa's not going to get it turned around to that level enough to overcome them, I don't think, for the overall number one seed. And home field may not mean that much, but I'm excited to lock into Philadelphia a little bit tonight and just see if they can flex on Houston the way that they need to flex on Houston. And it's not their problem, but it's all of our problem that we're going to keep having them try to prove themselves as one of these teams that belongs with Kansas City and Buffalo. I'm not sure that they'll ever do that for any of us. you got to dominate these games, which they've done all year. So we'll see. Thursday night football. Uh, you'll hear it right here on KFH as you t- uh, sorry, you will actually hear it on KNSS because we have KU's exhibition basketball tonight. So Thursday night football will actually move over to KNSS tonight. Pre-game coverage starts at 630. Uh, KU basketball and its exhibition game and all that added drama now with the Bill Self situation. That coverage begins here on KFH at 530. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll roll through uh, coming down the home stretch of this Thursday edition of Sports Daily. <laughs> 